Daily Tennis Tip, Episode 265. Is there a right way to play tennis? Find your aha moment right after this. Do the best you can with everything you got. Struggle day to day, cherish every fight you fought. Destroy your obstacles, remove the blocks. Got to stand strong, can you do it? Breakthrough, can you move on? Wherever you... Welcome back to Find Your Aha Moment. I'm your host, Brian Lutz of BackhandCity.com. So, is there a right way to play tennis? Now, tennis is an interesting sport in that it's probably the only sport you can think of where there's no coaching and no way to finish the match unless you win the last point. You can't run out the clock. You can't pass the ball to someone else. You can't ask your coach what to do. So what is the right way to play tennis? Well, first of all, there is no right way. But just for definition's sake, we're going to come up with our own right way. And there's a lot of different ways to look at this, but I'm going to think of one specific incident. And where I heard this first was from a basketball coach named Larry Brown. His Detroit Pistons upset the Los Angeles Lakers, and I believe it was the 2004 season. And his motto was play the right way. You'll see this with other coaches like Bill Belichick. His expression is, do your job. But essentially, it means the same thing. And what it really means, whether you're a team player on a team sport or you're an individual, it's the little things that matter the most that stack up on top of each other to build success so you can execute when it matters the most. That's what playing the right way is or doing your job. Now, we've talked about team sports How does this affect you as a tennis player? Well, my second point is there's two ways to learn tennis. One is through instruction or tennis lessons, and the other one is to be self-taught. Both have its advantages and disadvantages. The advantages of learning with tennis lessons is you learn proper technique. The advantage of being self-taught is you become self-reliant, and you typically get very good and understanding what to do, when to do it, and how to do it consistently. Now, the commonality of taking lessons or being self-taught has one concept, and that's called self-discovery. Because a coach can tell you how to do something, but until you find your aha moment, you're really still in development. And you don't build confidence until you have that self-discovery or aha moment, whether you're self-taught or Someone taught you how to do it. So, again, there's no right way. You could be a little bit self-taught. You could be a little bit of tennis instruction. You could be a little bit of both, okay? Now, point number three, whether you're self-taught or you're a lesson taker, what we're really talking about here is efficiency versus inefficiency. Really good biomechanical technique is going to make your strokes more efficient. Playing like a hacker or a pusher has its upsides, right? Typically, these players don't miss a lot, but it's not a real efficient way to play, okay? Typically, it takes a lot of work, and it's a really limited mindset because your game can only go so far. So 
What are we talking about? Why is efficiency so important on the tennis court? Well, one of the major benefits to efficiency is it makes you a better shot maker. You hit the ball harder with less effort. And the other real benefit to it that a lot of people don't consider until they have their aha moment is efficiency gives you better endurance. If you're swinging inefficiently and you're playing a lot of defensive tennis, it's going to wear you out over time in a long two or three set tennis match. And then finally, the fourth point to playing the right way is the player with the greater shot tolerance typically wins the match. And what are we talking about when it comes to shot tolerance? I'm not talking about that Indiana Jones episode where they're throwing back shots at the bar. What I'm talking about is how many balls can you hit in a row before your technical side of your game breaks down? And a typical shot tolerance I like to do with people is a real simple metric. I'll just watch somebody play a set and I'll chart their match. And the thing I'm looking for is how many shots do they make in a row before they make an unforced error. I'm looking to see what their rally length is. And I think that's super valuable for you as a student of the game. Find out what your shot tolerance is and then base your practice sessions around that. No matter what you're doing, you need to grow your shot tolerance. And that's what, my friends, I consider playing the right way. Well, thanks for listening to this episode of Find Your Aha Moment. Don't forget to go into iTunes and rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast so you get notified each day with a fresh episode. This is Brian Lutz of BackhandCity.com. Thanks for listening. I'll talk to you tomorrow. That's when push comes to show. I knew it.